please welcome this evening's moderator, professor of film in Columbia University School of the Arts and moderator of the Real Pieces series at Manhattan's 92 Street Y, Annette Insdorf. Thank you. Hola. Good evening. It's a real pleasure to be here. And um, I just want to make sure that everybody is aware of what an extraordinarily important moment this is for Pedro Almodovar in general. Just so you know, first of all, you've just heard about how the complete Pedro Almodovar collection, all 19 of his features until now, finally available in one collection from Sony Pictures Entertainment, and 15 of those 19 are actually all new HD transfers. Um, nine are available in high def for the first time in the United States, and it includes his two very rarely seen early films, Pepi Lucy Bom and Labyrinth of Passion, making their domestic debut. Second, Julieta, which is the 20th feature of Pedro Almodovar. It's Spain's entry for the Best Foreign Language Film Oscar. It was an official selection at the Cannes, Toronto, and New York Film Festivals. It opens December 21st. Third, this is part of a career retrospective that is currently at the Museum of Modern Art, celebrating the rich, enduring career of Pedro Almodovar. And I'm about to introduce a very quick little sizzle reel, which I hope for most of you is a reminder of the great films that he has made as opposed to merely an introduction. But noticing that many of you are a lot younger than I am, maybe it'll, it'll be a little of both. So we're gonna have the sizzle reel first. Enfrentarme a esas fieras, necesito pasarme de la raya. Cuando te pones en plena heroína, José, me das miedo. ¿Quieres? Maestro Pedro Almodovar. Thank you so much. 
And we're very grateful that we have to help translator uh, Carla Marantonio. And uh, okay, I'm gonna get started because eventually I know that many of my Columbia students here have questions for you too, but I'm gonna get to ask a few first. But I'm curious, ha has anyone here already seen Julieta? Oh, what? Oh, I am pleasantly surprised. Pedro, they, 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 they're with it. So we cannot lie no. about the movie. <laughs> um, and I'm guessing that everybody here has seen at least one film by Almodovar. Yes? Okay. So I'm going to start off with a question that is more general before we get into Julieta. One of the things that I find most striking about your work is the opening sequences those opening titles, the credits, they grab you, whether it's what have I done to deserve this with the postmodern pastiche or yesterday I showed in my class, Women on the Verge of a Nervous Breakdown. Talk to Her is one of my favorite opening sequences in the history of cinema, and Julieta's pretty good too, um, in terms of the opening. At what point do you create that beginning? Is it something that you foresee even in the screenplay, or do you sometimes put it together after you have made most of the film? Um, well, it depends. Uh, I mean, in the movies you mentioned before, um, uh, it was part of the script. And uh, I mean, in Talk to Her, for example, or in Women of the Verge of a Nervous Breakdown. Um, and really, at the beginning, I think it's very important how you start, uh, because I try always, in the first sequence, to explain in a way, sometimes not a direct way, but obliquous, uh, to explain what is the movie about, what it will be the main subject of the movie, in very general terms. And, um, but, but it didn't happen in Julieta. In Julieta, I, um, I didn't think specifically in one image that should be the first image. Uh, I mean, it was the first sequence with, with the protagonist, with Julieta, but when we were shooting uh, that, the first sequence, and then I discovered the red uh, cloth of Emma Suarez, then in that moment, I decided to make a big, I mean, an, a very long uh, close-up just to start. Because, I mean, this is not the, 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 the only movie that uh, also, uh, all about my mother, uh, uh, or end or, uh, or, or, or start with the curtain of a, of a theater. And then uh, the outfit, the dress of Emma Suarez reminds me if you made a very close up where you doesn't distinguish that is really, I mean, this is a dress. You just see the fabric, the red fabric um, con, con las ondas del cuerpo debajo with the contours of the body beneath them. Eh, recuerda el, la cortina de un teatro. It does remind you of the curtain of a theater. Eh, y para mí ese siempre es un buen modo de empezar. And that's always for me a good way to start. Pero según se va ampliando eh, el cuadro, notas que la tela vibra. But as the camera begins to pull back, you begin to notice that the fabric is actually breathing. Y Eh, y, que hay, y que detrás de esa tela hay un corazón, el corazón de Julieta. And that behind uh, that fabric there is a heart and it's Julieta's heart. Eh, entonces eh, ya el mensaje sobre la película ya para mí era muy claro. 
además de que visualmente quería que la película tuviera esa simplicidad que tienen los títulos de crédito. O sea, una tela roja y los títulos apareciendo lentamente y un corazón que respira detrás de la tela. Eh, para mí, desde el inicio, quería transmitir al espectador que iba a hablar acerca de ese corazón, de esa mujer que es una madre y el rojo en, en nuestra cultura, además de, de significar el fuego, eh, también significa la sangre. Es decir, vamos a hablar de un corazón herido. So the the red, right? It it also already sort of implies one of the themes of the film uh, that I'm going to be talking about this woman's heart, uh, but it also has to do with the the just showing that one simple fabric is also about the simplicity with which the film is going to approach this particular topic, and also the color red, which is the color of blood, and this film has so much to do with a woman's uh, hurt, with with her wound. Mm. And her heart, I think you actually also said. No, my heart is always, everywhere, yeah. <laughs> you know, in all my movies. My heart, my life, um, my furniture always. <laughs> to, uh, sometimes, you know, I buy uh, a table or, uh, or a sofa because I, I want it for the, for the movie that I'm, <laughs> that I'm shooting. So um, many, many of the, of the props of the material that we can see in the movie, they belong to me. So, and of course, my heart. <laughs> we know that your films are very personal, and I'd, I'd like to mention one other celebratory fact. It's the 30th year of your production company, because I believe that you and your brother Agustin Almodovar, who's right oh, there, yeah. <laughs> founded El Deseo in 1986. And El Deseo, it means desire, passion. Yes. And I think, you know, that's the basis for everything that you do. <laughs> On the other hand, I, you basically just answered a question that I have, because with my students, we realize a great opening sequence, yours, or Hitchcock's with Saul Bass, or David Fincher, it's not only that it introduces the story, the characters, it also introduces stylistically the kind of relationship that the viewer is supposed to have to the film. Are we supposed to just be engulfed by passion? I don't think so in your work because it's precisely that you give us a stage, a curtain rising, Able con ella is, is on, on the actual rising of the curtain for Talk to Her. And here in Julieta too, you have fabric and we wonder what is that red? And only later do we realize, oh, it's a beating heart. But we're aware of the stylistic virtuosity as well as the story. What I'm saying is, you always introduce your films, I think, so that we appreciate not just the story being told, but the joy, the, the delight in the artifice of cinematic storytelling. Would that be correct for you? Yeah, no, no, I, absolutely. You know, uh, movies for me were, uh, I mean, when I was a child, uh, I'm talking about the 50s in Spain, living in an awful post-war. Um, so movies really, it was for me just the reality where I wanted to live. Um, and at that moment, I mean, the movies from, of my childhood, I remember that it, the colors were very vibrant. Um, it was the period of Technicolor. So uh, I think that, um, that, um, that in my movies, I always look for the, the colors, the really, I mean, explosive colors of my childhood. 
Um, so even this, this movie, Julieta, which is more sober and more restrained like the others, but I, I, I couldn't avoid uh, the using of bright colors. Um, um, yeah, I sometimes, no, some, I mean, when I'm preparing the movie in the pre-production, I am a kind of nightmare for designer, for the production designer, because I I ask many things and I and I really behave like a painter, uh, using not only colors but furniture. Uh, so I'm very concerned about the floor, absolutely concerned about the wall, because I mean, if you see. Uh, I mean, every picture, if they, if they have any picture, I mean, they will be, I mean, this white color overall. So this is very important thing, just the walls. Uh, and I combine everything with the actresses, with the color of the uh, clothes and all that. So um, is this, of course, this is not very close to, to, to reality. Uh, I, uh, I never made, and I think I'm not interested uh, in doing a naturalistic movie. Uh, for me, um, always the cinema is the representation, representation of reality. So reality, of course, is very important. And uh, all the emotion should be very real. Um, but always is a representation. Visually, for me, it is important that this is a representation of life. And actually, that opening statement from you, cinema is life. I mean, what is, what is a movie but some kind of heightened representation that makes us see the world and ourselves in a fresh way through your eyes, at least for a little while. Um, now, Julieta, which I gather quite a few of you have seen, that's adapted from three short stories by the Canadian Alice Munro, who, who won a Pulitzer Prize. Um, they're three separate stories, if I remember correctly, a Chance, Sound, and Silence. Soon and Silence. I'm sorry, that's right. Soon. <laughs> soon. Chance, Soon, and Silence. Yes. So I gather that these tales about a Vancouver woman named Juliet Henderson. At some point, well, they, it was supposed to be your English language debut. Mm -hmm. And then at some point along the way, Vancouver became Madrid and the heroine became Julieta. <coughs> and I'm curious at what point did that, ha how close did you come to making an English language film? And since at the time, I gather, you were discussing with Meryl Streep mm -hmm. the possibility of playing the lead, how far did that go? And then I'll ask you whether you'll ever direct a film in English, but go ahead. Yeah, well, um, no, at the beginning, I um, uh, I went to Ontario, Vancouver, and all that, just to see the original uh, landscapes and the original geography um, of the uh, tales of Alice Munro. And, um, but I found the light very depressing, and I, told to my brother, I think I cannot be here, like four months preparing. And so, uh, so then uh, I, I was, in, at that moment I was doing the promotion of the skin I live in. Uh, 
So, I mean, everything that can happen there can also happen here in New York. And also, I mean, in the state of New York, there are beaches where the fisher can, can, can live. So we also, we made locations here in the state of New York, uh, thinking always about making a movie in English. I mean, my first movie in English. And uh, at the moment also, I asked uh, Meryl Streep that it was in town. I met her before when, uh, I have a lot of nomination, we talked to her, and I think she was the reader of, you know, it was, she was always in the ceremony of words. And so I met her and talked to her before. Um, but I, I, I mean, I meet her to talk about the possibility, because this is, the, I mean, the possibility of thinking about her, I mean, uh, in the, in the char character of, uh, of Juliet at the moment. So. Uh, we talked, she came to my hotel, uh, we talked uh, like two hours, uh, she knew the short stories by Alice Monroe, um, she didn't read anything, even that I, at the moment I have like a kind of first draft, but um, it, it was just like ask her the permission to dream of her, to dream of her, uh, I mean to visualize the character with her face. So she was very, very enthusiastic, but, uh, and then um, I just told her that, uh, bueno, le dije que una vez que tuviera el guión terminado, seguiríamos hablando, etc. And so I told her once I had the script finished, then we would keep on talking and so on and so forth. Entonces, digamos que durante un año eh, estuve contemplando la posibilidad de hacer la película en inglés y llegué a tener un primer borrador que era bastante completo donde ya las tres historias estaban unificadas y los principales problemas de la adaptación creo que estaban resueltos. Aunque a mí me parecía que todavía faltaba algo y no sabía qué era. And so let's just say that for about a year I really contemplated the possibility of doing it in English and I got to the point where the script was pretty well finished, pretty well formed. I had actually managed to unify the three stories that in their original form are not quite as unified and yet there was something that I still was unsatisfied with that I still felt was unfinished. Um, you know, sometimes this is just an intuition and uh, I am, yo sigo, eh, le presto mucha atención a esas sensaciones de insatisfacción cuando estás trabajando porque son reveladoras siempre de algo esencial. And I actually pay very close attention to those ill feelings or that discomfort that I have when I'm working because they are very telling of what the actual material is. So, faltaba algo que no sabía que era y ante la posibilidad de tener que venir y seguir trabajando me entró una enorme inseguridad básicamente por la lengua y también por esa sensación de que eh, había algo sutil que todavía no había aparecido en la historia. So because of that particular discomfort, I really sort of was then beset by a sense of insecurity uh, that had a little bit to do with the fact that I was unsatisfied with something in the story, but also with my own English uh, and my ability or not to be able to film in English. Eh, entonces volví a Madrid y bueno dejé descansar eh, el guión en en mi mesa de trabajo y bueno y seguí trabajando en otros proyectos. And so then I returned to Madrid and I just left the script in one of my drawers and I kept working on other projects. Entonces eh, como al año siguiente eh, volví a coger el primer borrador para para ver qué qué me parecía. And about a year later I grabbed that draft and I started reading it just to see what I thought of it. Entonces la verdad es que 
lo encontré mucho mejor de lo que yo recordaba. Y como algo experimental, eh, pensé en la posibilidad de, de hacer trasladar esos personajes y esa historia a miles de kilómetros, es decir, a España y ver si era posible que ocurriera en nuestro país, en nuestra geografía. And so I initially I took it as a kind of experiment to see if I could get those characters to travel a thousand miles to get to Madrid and, and see if that story could actually occur in Spain. Sobre todo porque eh, al principio yo nunca pensaba en España porque la familia española es muy distinta de una familia americana o canadiense. And initially I hadn't actually thought of Spain because I thought that the Spanish family is very different than a Canadian or even an American family. Entonces pensaba que esta historia de una madre y una hija no era posible dentro de la cultura familiar española. And I actually thought that the story between mother and daughter was not possible within the, the Spanish context. Pero sin embargo, cuando me puse a desarrollarla en español, me sentí mucho más seguro y apareció el elemento que sin saber faltaba en la versión americana. And once I started developing, I actually started feeling much more secure about the story and I discovered an element that was not there in the American version. Que fue el sentimiento de culpa de la madre y de la hija. Which was the sense of guilt shared both by mother and daughter. No me preguntes por qué, pero ese sentimiento de culpa nunca aparecía en la versión inglesa, digamos. And don't ask me why, but that sense of guilt actually never appeared in the American and the English language version. Pero apareció inmediatamente pensando en la cultura española. But as soon as I transferred it to the Spanish context, it immediately appeared. Y en ese momento, digamos, todo encajó. And at that moment, everything fell together. Eh, y, y bueno, <laughs> y decidí hacer la película definitivamente en España. And then at that point I decided to go forward and make the film in Spain. Would you ever direct an American remake at least of one of your own films because if indeed the question is partly an insecurity with language with how to tell a particular story in English, has that ever been offered because I know at one point there was supposed to be an English language remake of Women on the Verge of a Nervous Breakdown starring Jane Fonda, and I don't know whatever happened to it, Time Me Up, Time Me Down was supposed to be yep. remade too. Would you ever do that? Mm, you know, at the beginning, when everybody wanted to make the remake, I mean, every, every actress of, of the age of Carmen Maura wanted to, uh, to buy the rights of Women on the Verge, um, they asked me to direct it, but uh, I was not interested in in make my the remake of my movie i really would rather to see how i mean just to be adapted by someone else to see how i mean with a material that i that i invented and I, and i used it before i was very curious to see uh, the result in other culture and by other writer and with other actresses so i for me it was appealing that I mean, for I was I was um, uh, in favor of the remake here. Uh, at the end, after a lot of fighting, was Jane Fonda, uh, who has the right, um, and uh, she asked me uh, to direct it. But when I refused, she thought about uh, in that moment about Herbert Ross, and they start. I mean they were start uh, to, to write a first draft. Even I think I, I read that. And it was a moment when uh, Jane Fonda divorced from, I don't remember the name of, uh, 
de the politician husband. Sí, el que sí. No, 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 el anterior. Tom Hayden. Sí, que gastó todo el dinero que Jane eh, ganó, pobrecilla, haciendo workout, eh, es lo, se lo gastó todo él en campañas políticas. Who spent all the money that she, poor thing, uh, earned doing her workouts on political campaigns. Eh, fue un desperdicio todo aquello. Which was, of course, a waste, all of that. Afortunadamente, le dio ideas a muchas mujeres españolas para mantenerse en forma. But thankfully, it gave a lot of Spanish women nice, good ideas about keeping in shape. Bueno, después de ese periodo aeróbico de Jane Fonda. After eh, that aerobic period of Jane Fonda's. Ella se sentía muy cerca de la mujer abandonada que interpretaba a Carmen Maura. She felt very close to that abandoned woman interpreted by Carmen Maura. Y ella desesperadamente quería hacerlo. And she very desperately wanted to do it. Sí, de, digamos, ahora como estamos en periodo de premios, digamos que the front runner eh, was Sally Field, con también un estudio detrás de ella, pero fue Jane Fonda la que ganó. So since we're But right now, runner was Sally Field. Yeah, since we're right now in the sort of awards period, we could just uh, use the metaphor and say that even though Sally Field was ahead, Jane Fonda was really the one who, in the end, won. Um, and um, so uh, I, I, I met her, and uh, I mean, I, I was watching the painting of her father. That I didn't know that Henry Fonda uh, was a painter too. So it was a lot of fun and it was very interesting uh, because Jane Fonda, at the moment, it was just the opposite of what I thought before. I mean, uh, and uh, she was someone very vulnerable, very nice, and just the opposite person that I thought. And, uh, but during the months that someone was writing the adaptation, she felt in love again. Uh, without the necessity of making aerobics because he was really rich and it was Ted Turner at the moment. Oh, no, no, you, you, you don't translate me into English. No. Um, so then Jane didn't identify anymore with the abandoned woman that was Carmen. Um, <laughs> And uh, yes, she abandoned cinema. <coughs> and well, it, bueno, el, siguieron escribiendo. Hubo, hubo, pasó por muchos, muchas etapas. Incluso llegó un momento en que, que a mí me divertía la idea, que Bupi Gulber era, o sea, para cambiar realmente eh, el, el personaje también de cultura, eh, Bupi Gulber era la que lo iba a hacer. Pero Hubo un momento que, bueno, que pasaron los años y no, no consiguieron, que era lo que ellos querían hacer, un guión muy mío, a pesar de que yo decía, no, que hagan una comedia americana. Si yo estaba inspirándome en la comedia americana cuando hice esto, que, que, que recuperen las raíces de... Pero, bueno, no llegó a buen puerto. So, and they kept on. The, the, the script went through many revisions and it passed through many hands. And in fact, at, one, at some point, they were actually speaking of Whoopi Goldberg as being a protagonist uh, for the film, an idea that I actually liked uh, very much. And they were actually going to try to sort of make uh, that shift, but that also uh, did, not, did not work. So, the, the, I mean, there was a moment that we uh, recovered the rights. And, and also with Time Me Up, Time Me Down was then Miramas, I mean, Harvey Weinstein, that bought the rights. And in that moment, specifically, uh, it was thinking uh, about Kim Basinger. 
and I remember that uh, came for me to Madrid, and uh, and she she not only wanted to perform uh, the character of Victoria Abril, but also to write the script, and she literally told me, and I want to be to make something really wow, and uh, I thought. Well, okay, let's make something wow. Pero tampoco sé qué ocurrió después porque también se cumplieron los derechos de él. But I also don't know what happened because the rights sort of expired. Entonces he estado siempre muy cerca de este idioma, pero pero ni 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 los remakes de mis películas ni yo mismo todavía hemos accedido. Pero espero que tengamos tiempo. Yeah, so it, I've always been very close to this language, but not the remakes in, in, of my films have actually made it, but I hope we have time to do that. And yesterday in my class, the students were very aware of how much you love American movies, especially romantic comedies of the 50s. One of them saw How to Marry a Millionaire in Women on the Verge, and we were quite aware of Doris Day in the background. So there would be something wonderfully full cycle if you then made an American version of a Spanish film inspired by Hollywood movies. On the other hand, I know that you would never have the freedom in the United States to make a personal Almodovar film the way that El Deseo, thanks to Agustin and Esther Garcia, you are surrounded by people who nurture your vision and yeah. there isn't a group of executives telling you, nah, we think you should make a change in this scene. You know? Yeah, no, and I'm, you know, I'm getting older, I'm, I'm getting very old. And you know, I mean, I made these 20 movies and now I don't, I mean, it's, Late. I don't think that the the way I mean the, the I mean our production system fit with the Hollywood production system. I don't think I could learn it. Uh, but anyway, the possibility always to make a movie in English, uh, I I think it will be always like um, with an European production that we can. I mean, my brother can can manage to find uh, the money for that. So, I mean, you don't need to go to LA to make a movie, I mean, uh, in English. So, I mean, what I need is just, just a good script, uh, perhaps based in one novel, American novel, and that will be the, the moment to do it. So, I don't refuse the idea, and I'm, I'm facing the idea. So, well, I hope we have right time. <laughs> now, it has to, uh, I know it has to be the right story. Um, you and I talked a long time ago, it was around the era of All About My Mother, about the theme of wounded maternity. That was your phrase. And it characterized a lot of the female protagonists that you seem to be drawn to. The idea of not only abandoned women, as in Women on the Verge, but of women whose motherhood is thwarted, who, who are not able to fulfill their, their love for a child. Julieta is a perfect example of that, and in a moment we'll be seeing the trailer. But I'm wondering, can you tell us a little about what draws you to this theme of the wounded mother figure? Yeah, I don't, I don't know, but but it's true that I think, I mean, a maternity or motherhood is is one of the kind of eternal subjects that um, exist since the very beginning of the time. Um, and you can make a thousand of different movies or tales about uh, maternity and about, uh, and also because, I mean, the mother is, 
is the center and uh, has a, a different relations with everything uh, at home. O sea, no solo las relaciones personales con el padre, o sea, con su marido, con la madre del marido, con sus propios hijos, pero también con la casa. O sea, eso la hace ser el, el objeto casi de todo, de todo, de todo un mundo que es el publicitario, el que tiene eh, por, por objeto vender cosas de la casa. So she's really sort of at the center of many things. I mean, it's not just her relationship with her husband or with her husband's mother or with her own children, but with the house itself, that even publicity itself has a relationship with her vis-a-vis -vis the things that they want to sell to her. Entonces puedes hacer desde, quiero decir, siempre realmente el personaje que siempre me ha fascinado desde pequeño, además de madre, es la madre que es ama de casa. And one of the subjects that I've been fascinated since I was a very young boy is not just the mother, but also the housewife. Eh, y eh, pensando en el en cine, yo desde pequeño me gustaban y me emocionaban tanto las madres interpretadas por Ana Magnani en una película de Rossellini o eh, Sofía Loren en una película eh, bueno, de, de, de Vittorio de Sica, pero también, también eh, Doris Day haciendo una comedia americana eh, o, o todas las diferentes madres de los melodramas sudamericanos, mexicanos, argentinos, etc. Y no solo eso, junto a todas estas madres incluso te pondría también a Divine eh, de John Waters, como otro tipo de madre también, o de personaje de housewife. So, Más que madre, housewife. So I've been All them together. So, Sofía Loren, Ana Magnani, eh, Doris Day, eh, and, uh, and Divine. So, just to be, to be you know, and, and the complete. Latin American mothers. Yes, Latin American mothers, yes. The big melodramas, el, eh, Latin Americans. Um, so, I mean, I was always fascinated about these characters. So, uh, since the beginning, I, am, I, I have made many movies about, about mothers. I mean, since what I have done to deserve this, uh, The Flower of My Secret, uh, All About My Mother, uh, Volver. And, um, but, I, but I think that Julieta is a very different mother from the rest uh, of my filmography. Um, perhaps because this is the first time that I'm really thinking about someone else, in this case, Alice Munro, that is exactly, I mean, the type, also a type of housewife that I love, that is the housewife that is a novelist, that writes. Because when, I mean, just in the two only interviews that she, she gave, um, Alice Munro always tells about her way of creating these incredible short tales. Um, I mean, during the, the snapping moment when, the, when the, the, the kids were sleeping or in the night after washing the kitchen and all that. Uh, so I was inspired by, by Alice Munro, which is a different mother of the, and different culture uh, and different age. Uh, esta es una madre madura y adulta. She's a mature and more adult mother. Tiene que luchar porque siempre las madres tienen que luchar mucho, pero en este caso tiene que luchar contra el dolor, contra una gran ausencia. 
and she has to really struggle and really fight against, and, and mothers always have to do this, but in her case, she has to fight against this absence. Um, y el, 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 yo creo, la, este, eh, cuando, cuando pensaba en esta Julieta madura, eh, realmente yo creo que es la primera vez que esta madre me representa a mí mismo, a mí exactamente. And when I was thinking of this mature Julieta, I have to say that this is the first time that this particular mother actually represents me. Quiero decir, los planos donde eh, Emma Suárez, eh, con la luz apagada, solo con la luz del flexo en su mesa de escritorio, está escribiendo, escribiéndose a su hija o a sí misma, eh, contándose a sí misma, eh, creo que es una imagen eh, muy cercana a, a mí mismo en la actualidad. So, for example, if you think of the shots where we see Emma Suárez at her desk with the light, with just a journal open, and that she's writing, and she's either telling... And alone. Alone. She's alone, and she's writing uh, either to herself or to her daughter. Uh, these are very moments, these are moments that are, that actually reflect me in, in the actuality and today. Um, entonces, creo que, a diferencia de las otras madres, esta es una madre mucho más débil y mucho más vulnerable. So, in contrast to the other mothers in my films, I think this one is a very weak and very vulnerable mother. O sea, las otras mujeres, yo, eh, las otras madres, además de estos mitos cinematográficos, estaban inspiradas por mi propia madre eh, y por las vecinas de los años 50, que era una, era, era, era una generación de supervivientes con una enorme fuerza. For example, the other mothers in my film are inspired by my mother, of course, as well as you know, the, the icons that I also mentioned, but by my mother and also the, the um, neighbors uh, who were survivors in, in my lifetime. Pero eh, Julieta es una excepción. But Julieta is an exception. We're going to show the trailer from Julieta because I realize for many of you this is too abstract. So this is the um, introduction to the film. su propio camino y usted no forma parte de él. Te vas, te voy a dar mi vida. No veo a Antía ni sé nada de ella desde hace 12 años. Si no te vas, vas a saber... Siempre supe que había algo importante en tu vida que nunca compartiste vas conmigo. A tener lo que muy poca gente lo mejor que puedes hacer es quedarte en casa Si te vas a pasar a lo de siempre Julieta Querida Antía Voy a contarte todo lo que no tuve ocasión de contarte Porque eras una niña Porque me resultaba demasiado doloroso O por simple pudor 
Thank you. Really, there are not too many male directors I can think of whose cinematic universe is so female-centric, who shows such great sympathy for their heroines. Much as I'd love to ask more questions, I have a feeling you've got plenty of your own. We're going to go straight to... Bueno, yo te llevo siguiendo desde Londres porque participé en el eh, London Spanish Film Festival y con María Delgado y bueno, a, allí te hicieron también una como una, una algo así un encuentro y han venido Marisa Pareda al, al festival y todo esto. Entonces sé muy bien, eh, digamos, el trabajo que tú tienes con las actrices antes de empezar la película, como que es muy exhaustivo, pero yo quiero que hables un poco como eh, la preparación cuando vas al rodaje, si, si haces un storyboard, si tienes muy claro los planos que quieres, porque se ve que hay una, pre, una super preparación detrás, pero quiero que, que un poco hables si, si tú improvisas cuando ves el blocking de los actores y todo esto, si, 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 si cambias a, a veces de opinión o... o... Ok, traduce resumen. <risa> So I've been following you and I, I was at the London Spanish Film Festival where a lot of your actresses also attended. Um, and I want to ask you a, a question uh, that has to do with the acting. Uh, how do you prepare for it? Is it something that is already story, storyboarded? Do you improvise or do you not improvise in your direction of the actresses? Eh, bueno, sí que hago mis propios dibujos ya en eso eh, durante la preproducción eh, antes de rodar. I do storyboard uh, but on my own before the sí, before o sea, un tipo un tipo de dibujos que solo yo entiendo. Yeah, the kind of drawings that only I understand. Pero en el momento de ir a rodar, o sea, eh, es que hay hay algo único cuando, o sea, cinco minutos antes de rodar y es que todo está en su sitio. Y y esa posibilidad solo la tienes en ese instante. Eh, todos los ensayos previos que haya hecho eh, no tienes el decorado, no está la luz, no hay pensada el, el movimiento de la cámara, con lo cual son ensayos bastante abstractos. So, but really there's a moment about not five minutes before you actually start shooting where everything is set, the people are set, the, the decor is set, the lighting is set, um, and for all the rehearsing you might have done coming to that moment, only then do you actually see where everything is. Eh, entonces sí que eh, antes de decir motor acción, yo ensayo y, y en ese momento cambio muchas cosas. And so before I actually call action, we do one final rehearsal and at that point I actually change a lot of things. Y muchas veces con frecuencia eh, improviso diálogos nuevos. And many times I even introduce new dialogues. Lo cual significa un reto para los actores. Which is quite a challenge for the actors. Porque están obligados a aprenderse los diálogos casi a la vez que lo vas diciendo, que lo van diciendo. Because then they have to learn the dialogues almost at the same time that they're having to say them. Pero, pero, eh, eh, he tenido suerte, quiero decir. Eh, los actores se acostumbran a este método de trabajo. But I've been lucky because the actors have always risen to this work. Entonces, digamos que tanto el guión como la planificación es algo férreo que llevo al rodaje, pero en el rodaje todo está vivo. Entonces, eso me obliga a mí mismo a adaptarme a la vitalidad que tiene en sí misma el rodaje. So even though I do arrive to the shoot with the script and the planification in sort of ironclad state, um, once you're at the shoot, it's quite organic and it's quite alive, and I always adapt to that moment. So you spoke a lot about adaptation before and about um, the, you know, some of the hiccups that you encountered in in your English language film. 
Um, when you look at the landscape today, um, who are the directors that would be on your wish list for, for, adapt, for English language adaptations? Mm, eh, eh, pues la verdad es que <ríe> eh, sería muy permisivo en cuanto a los nombres, porque también yo le doy, o sea, quiero decir, yo doy total libertad. Una vez, las veces que hemos vendido los derechos de mis películas, siempre quiero darle mucha libertad a, a la compañía que las compra y, y que se haga cargo de la responsabilidad del proyecto. I would be very flexible because, in fact, any time that I've actually sold the rights to any of my films uh, to any company, I actually want them to have the freedom to adapt it however best they see fit. Pero, pero bueno, por ejemplo, I would like to, to ask Martin Scorsese um, to make um, the bad education, for example. Uh, and, and, uh, and, for example, Todd Haynes, I would like him to be involved in the flower of my secret. Um, I will ask, I, I really would like to ask Quentin Tarantino to make one of them. I don't know which one. Uh, well, yes, uh, Lifeless, uh, Lifeless. Um, and um, let me think, Julieta, um, I don't know, Julieta really would like to, to ask in, uh, Inman Verman to do it. <laughs> that is, I mean, it's as difficult as to make Martin Scorsese value education. No, if I if I think quietly, I will I will find a wonderful director for any of my movies. And George Cooker for Women in the Universe, of course. Veo y distingo en varias de las películas más recientes como un, no, no sé si, si me atrevo a decir un rechazo al tiempo presente, pero sí una nostalgia muy grande con el tiempo, pues con el pasado. Y por ejemplo, cuando ella vuelve a Madrid, es como, como cuando, en, en, y tu, eh, y cuando en Todo sobre mi madre, ella vuelve también a recuperar esa vida de antes. Quisiera como saber un poquito más como esa no, nostalgia de volver al pasado, que, que pues, vemos en muchas de las películas, como es esta en Julieta. So, first of all, it's an honor to have, for all of us to have you here. Uh, and I would like to ask, um, I, I get a sense that, the, that in your most recent films, there is in some way a rejection of the present and perhaps a reaching back, a nostalgic reaching back for the past. Uh, we see this in All About My Mother, perhaps beginning with All About My Mother, and then in Julieta, of course, we see this as well. No, yo creo que más que rechazo del presente, hay un momento en que los personajes eh, rechazan la vida que están haciendo en ese momento y, y en ese lugar y necesitan cambiar de sitio, como en el caso de Todo sobre mi madre o, o aquí mismo. So I think that rather than a rejection of the present, I think that what my characters are doing is rejecting their present lives, the, the way in which they're living. And both in All About My Mother and in Julieta, you see them do that. So they, they have to change space. They have to change actual location. De todos modos, en, en las dos ocasiones, en las dos películas que has mencionado, eh, quiero decir, el personaje, que en los dos es una madre, eh, vive, vive, atraviesa una parte muy dolorosa de su vida. But what is true is that for both of the mothers that you mentioned, all about my mother and Julieta, is that the mothers are going through a very difficult time in their lives. 
eh, su vuelta al pasado, en este caso vuelta a la misma casa donde vivió con la hija, o la vuelta a Barcelona, donde conoció al padre del hijo, en este caso de Todo sobre mi madre, eh, es, es, es una vuelta que, que, que tiene que ver con empezar a buscar a alguien en Todo sobre mi madre, al marido, eh, aquí con la esperanza de encontrar a su hija, pero a alguien que ha desaparecido en el pasado y buscarlo desde el mismo lugar donde, donde lo dejaron. So both in, in the case of All About My Mother and of Julieta, in the case of All About My Mother, you have the return to Barcelona, and in Julieta, you have the return to the apartment. And what they both return to is to find someone with whom they shared a life there. Um, and and it, so it's, it's, it's a way of wanting to find the past in the place in which they actually lived it. O sea, digamos que el presente en, la, en los dos casos es un presente muy dramático. So the present in both cases is a very dramatic present. Yo no sé, porque a veces me han preguntado si eh, entre la relación de, por ejemplo, Julieta con la realidad española, con la sociedad española. So, for example, oftentimes I've been asked what is Julieta's relationship to current day Spain. Mm. Y supongo que hay alguna, porque, quiero decir, como ciudadano de Madrid y de España, eh, quiero decir, parte de mi biografía tiene que ver también con parte de la historia que vive el país. And I suppose it does, because part of my own biography has something to do with what the country is going through right now. Eh, y, digamos, sí, eh, pero también no quiero ser como, como, como la única voz visible o audible de España. España es un país muy rico, digo, muy rico en cuanto a variedades de realidades, y yo represento una de esas realidades. And, but at the same time, I don't want to be sort of taken as the one image or the one voice of Spain, because Spain really is represented by many voices and many realities. Pero, eh, pensando en mi país, es cierto que, quiero decir, que atravesamos un momento eh, de enorme eh, de tristeza y decepción. But thinking about my country right now, I think we are going through a, a very special, specific period of feeling sad and feeling betrayed. Y donde, quiero decir, eh, la esperanza eh, no se sabe muy bien en qué bases va a formularse en el futuro. And if I think of hope, I can't really think on what sort of bases that hope is going to continue to live in the future. Pues, eh, creo que, desgraciadamente, eh, algo está ocurriendo en todo el mundo. Yo hablo desde, eh, desde el lugar donde vivo pero es un sentimiento generalizado también en el resto del mundo. And I think regrettably it's a sensation or a feeling that the entire world is going through and I, I speak from a very specific position, but it, it could also spill out universally. Um, you know, what was your first, what was the first film that you, that you remember seeing in the cinema and what do you remember of it? And when I was studying in at Hunter College uh, with um, Professor Insdorf's mom, you know, basically uh, I used to think that the films of, uh, of Almodóvar were very, very, it, you know, tasted a lot like uh, Lorca, you know, the, the, the protagonist. Okay. Eh, bueno, eh, respondiendo a la segunda pregunta, eh, quiero decir, Lorca y yo tenemos en común eh, la lengua y pertenecemos, digamos, a la misma familia, una familia española. Y, yeah. So Lorca and I, of course, share the same language and share the same family, meaning the Spanish family. Eh, eh, como a Lorca a mí también me interesan 
eh, preferentemente los personajes femeninos. And as with Lorca, I'm also very interested in feminine characters. Y el, el, el tipo de vida que se, que se hacía en, en el lugar donde yo nací, en La Mancha, que, que está a la mitad del camino entre Madrid y Andalucía, yo creo que tiene también bastante, eh, bastante similitudes con la vida que pudo hacer Lorca en su propia familia en Granada. So, and I think being from La Mancha, which is sort of in between Andalusia and, uh, and Madrid, is very similar probably than the kind of life that Lorca lived in Granada. Es decir, hay algunas películas como La Flor de mi Secreto eh, o Volver, que absolutamente yo estoy hablando de lo que recuerdo haber oído en los patios eh, a las mujeres mientras trabajaban o mientras lavaban o mientras se divertían. Eh, y creo que, que Lorca también tenía muy buen oído para prestárselo a los personajes femeninos populares. And so, for example, I think that both in The Flower of My Secret or in Volver, uh, there is a lot of sort of my memory of the kind of conversations that I heard from women as they worked uh, in the patios, as they washed clothes, as they prepared other things that I also imagine Lorca probably experienced as well. Entonces, eh, quiero decir, estas son las, las cosas que nos unen, eh, pero bueno, él vivió una época infinitamente mucho más difícil que, que la mía. Eh, entonces, bueno, tampoco debemos ser comparados porque en esa comparación perdería. And so I do think you can make that comparison, but at the same time you can't because we actually, I think the life and the times in which he lives were much harder than mine. Eh, respecto a, la, a de, alguna de las películas, de las primeras películas que recuerdo de mi infancia, eh, hay, hay varias, porque sí que recuerdo yo, empecé a ir muy pronto al cine. Pues, por ejemplo, recuerdo La Noche de Antonioni. So, for example, one of the first films that I remember is Antonioni's La Noche. Yo creo que tendría eh, 11 o 12 años. I was probably 11 or 12. Y es una película que me fascinó absolutamente. And I was completely fascinated by that film. Eh, cuando, cuando la he vuelto a ver ya maduro y director de cine, pensaba que cómo a ese niño podía haberle gustado tanto la noche. Y ahora te lo explico. So once I saw it as an adult and already as a filmmaker, I was really sort of baffled by how a child could actually like that film. Eh, en la película Antonio ni habla de incomunicación. And Antonioni speaks about miscommunication. Eh, él se refiere a la incomunicación entre los miembros de la alta burguesía milanesa. And of course he's dealing with miscommunication amongst the high bourgeoisie of the Milan society. Eh, gente que se aburría con muchísimo estilo. <laughs> People who got bored with a lot of style. Eh, entonces había, hay dos elementos que que yo los llevé a mi propio terreno y los entendía como propios. Quiero decir, yo conocía el aburrimiento y conocía también la incomunicación, pero como un niño de 10 años en un pequeño pueblo, primero de Extremadura, no primero de La Mancha y después de Extremadura. Y yo pensaba que Antonioni estaba hablando de mí. And so there were two things that then I, I did bring into my own context. One was boredom, and the other one was miscommunication, both of which I was experiencing as a young boy uh, from La Mancha, who then moved to Extremadura, and he, I actually thought he was speaking about me. Hi, thank you for your wonderful film, Julieta. You, oh, thank, thanks to you. you. You said at Cannes that 
you felt as a younger man you may have been unfit to tell the story because of your present life experience. How do you believe your body of work is evolving and where might it go next? As you grow older. Hombre, yo nunca sé exactamente, hasta que no tengo escrito el guión de la próxima película, nunca sé tampoco cuál va a ser el mejor modo de hacerla y qué cambios supondrá para mí. Pero, evidentemente, yo creo que... que yo no sé si, si llamarlo evolución, eh, pero, pero desde mi primera película, Baby Lucibón hasta Julieta, es decir, han ido cambiando mucho durante, durante estas décadas. So what, what I can say is that I actually, until I have the script written, I have no idea really how I'm going to approach that material, even though of course it's true that from my first film until now, they have been, I don't know if I would call it evolution, but they have been changing as I've moved along. Yo creo que yo he ido cambiando, vamos, sobre todo pues es un cambio biológico eh, y que naturalmente pues supongo que afecta también a las películas que uno hace. And they have been changing, primarily biologically speaking, and I think that does affect the films that you make. Eh, eh, las primeras películas eh, correspondían a una época en que yo vivía más en fuera de mi casa y vivía rodeado de gente. So the first films really correspond to a moment where I lived mostly outside of my house and surrounded by people. Eh, también era un momento en que España despertaba eh, de un, después de un largo eh, letargo, después de una larga pesadilla, despertaba a la democracia eh, con una increíble explosión de, de libertades. And it was also a moment in which Spain was awakening from a very sort of repressive uh, nightmare, uh, and it was awakening to all kinds of liberties. Entonces, mis películas de los 80 y de los 90 naturalmente corresponden a ese periodo español y también a unido a esa libertad también a mi propia juventud. So definitely the films that I made in the 80s and 90s are both influenced by that moment and by my own youth. Eh, Supongo que también en, en esta última década eh, mis películas son más sombrías y eh, no hay tantos, no estoy rodeado de tantos personajes, sino que estoy más bien, quiero decir, en soledad y, y las acciones más importantes ocurren en el interior de las casas. And I think in this sort of later period of my life, my films are a little bit more somber, uh, and they have something to do with the fact that I, I'm a bit more isolated. I spend more time alone and around less people. Y supongo, eh, perdón, supongo que esto tiene influencia también, eh, pero no lo sé. Eh, ahora mismo, por ejemplo, tengo varios proyectos encima de la mesa. Eh, algunos de ellos, digamos, continúan en el tono de Julieta pero hay algunos otros que son comedias muy delirantes de ciencia ficción o, quiero decir, otros géneros. Entonces, depende por el que me decida en última instancia, pero eh, la sobriedad de Julieta, aunque ha sido una gran experiencia eh, como director para mí, no significa que, eh, que marque el futuro de mi, de mi, de mi cine, o sea, no significa que las próximas películas vayan a ser exactamente del tipo de Julieta. 
And so, for example, right now I have many scripts on my desk, uh, and some of them are of the same tone as Julieta, this very sort of somber tone, but I also have some very zany uh, and kind of crazy sci-fi comedies. Um, so even though I'm very pleased by the somber tone and my experience with Julieta, it doesn't necessarily mean that that's the direction that my next film is going to take. No, the only thing that I really hope is that you will enjoy it and you love the, the next picture, as you did with Julieta and you all. Well, on behalf of uh, And to Sony. connect with you, to connect with you. Yeah, we, we would love to keep this going, but I've been told that we can't. So I will just say that we are looking forward to Julieta and everything else, and that it's not just your work, but your inspiration that I'm seeing in my students at Columbia and elsewhere, both in creative and critical work, you get people to really think about movies because they feel deeply in such a great personal way. We're very grateful. I've read good thesis projects at Columbia. I don't know if Annalisa Cooper is actually here. If you are, oh good, you have to come back here. She wrote a great thesis on his work. And we just so much appreciate what you bring out of yourself and then helps us bring out of ourselves. Thank you and congratulations. Thanks to you. Thanks, absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs>